Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation's Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. I'm your guest host, Michael Canodal, and I have a treat for you today. You know who it is, the, the best of the best, <laughs> the professor, Tyler Wertman, is here today, and today's topic is air slur technique. So we just want to remind everyone that's joining us live, please go into the chat feature, give us some feedback. And if you have any questions, type it in there. We'll leave some time at the end for you to be able to, uh, for the educators to answer any questions. You know, this wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. So I want to remind everyone, please be sure to check out the studio archives or our past video sessions at clearwaterjazz.com's education outreach section. And that's brought to you by Blue Water Wealth Management at Stewart Partners and Duke Energy, as well as our Young Lines podcast available wherever you stream. And that's brought to you by our friends at Marine Mac Clearwater. Just search Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions wherever you stream. I mean, where do we begin? I mean, Tyler's given us so many awesome sessions, just to name a few, you know, basic trombone fundamentals. We're talking long tones, lip slurs, major scales, arpeggios, uh, practice methods, helpful resources. He's also done many of our What I Love About series. I mean, he's done so much with Clearwater Jazz outreach programs, including if you've been in the school you've heard them in the My Journey with Jazz programs, which is awesome with Frank Williams. You got to see one of those. He's a composer. He's a, perf a performer, a producer, um, awesome jazz trombonist, but also plays the classical styles as well. Uh, he's played major stages all over the country. And now... Currently, he's an instructor of music at the University of Tampa, where he's presently teaching Introduction to Jazz, as well as World Music Culture. So he's received his Bachelor's of Arts in Music from FSU and a Master's of Music and Jazz Studies from USF. So without any further delay, the band of the hour, Professor Tyler, the stage is all yours. Mr. Kernodal, thank you so much, Clearwater Jazz. Thank you, our sponsors. Thank you. Uh, just like you said, we could not be here uh, providing these sessions without all of these people. Uh, and these are great sessions, as you just said. Uh, we we had a we had some great ones so far, and we're sort of going to going to piggyback uh, rather on the long tones and lip slur uh, video that you mentioned. Now, uh, in that video, we went over a few different techniques. Uh, on developing your own uh, warm-up regimen uh, with the long tones and lip slurs. Okay, and we're going to continue that work and sort of dive more uh, in depth into what are lip slurs or as uh, myself and uh, Professor Tom Brantley at USF calls them air slurs, right? Um, because the air is doing most of the work uh, in these quote unquote, lip slur exercises. Um, and I believe it's <clears throat> uh, just a common misconception with younger players uh, when performing the you know, lip slurs uh, and developing their flexibility on brass instruments, they get too caught up in what the lips are actually doing instead of what the air is doing. And the air, uh, like I said, is what is causing us to break these partials cleanly uh, in centering our notes. Now, the lips do have some play in that as well, <clears throat> but we will dive into that um, shortly. Uh, so 
again, uh, lip slurs, air slurs, okay? Uh, it's all about how we're sort of thinking about this topic. Now, I'm sure you guys are very familiar uh, with certain lip slur uh, patterns, uh, for instance. <laughs> so on and so forth okay all the way down uh, your instrument and so this is a great uh flexibility exercise to start with or uh, lip slur for instance now what are we doing <coughs> excuse me for this exercise okay uh well for me we're playing uh, one partial uh, whether you're on baritone trumpet uh one fingering either open all second all third okay um but we are manipulating, right, that partial uh, with our air. Now, in order to uh, first play our note, we need to attack the note, which is great because uh, we need a great initial attack. Always, 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 always uh, try to begin um, with an initial attack, okay? Because this is going to center uh, your notes going forward, right? I believe that's very important. When you're practicing, again, uh, have the tuner out. Uh, I've mentioned the, the clip-on tuners um, for your intonation. If you're still not finding uh, those intervals, okay, uh, as well as having the metronome just for a, a consistent rhythmic uh, tempo being played. Okay, um, so let's talk about our note. I said we need to have an initial attack, and I believe that's very important. When we do attack, I've, re I've referenced this, okay, to a block, a block of sound, right? Um, in our note that we're playing, uh, let's say um, any note, okay, just a, a common concert B flat, right? So those things, uh, what, what I just did with that block of sound, okay, the beginning of the block is the tongue and the air lining up at the exact same point, okay? Ta, ta. It's not at or ta, right? It's the air and the tongue strike at the exact same moment. Well, in fact, the air sort of pushes the tongue in a very quick uh, motion developing that initial attack. Now that's just the beginning of the block, right? We still have um, the body and the end. Now think about uh, what happens from this point on. We had the tongue uh, initialize the note from the air, right? And then what happened? The air carried our pitch in an unwavering matter because if it was wavering, we would hear Okay, you can hear all of those uh, those pitch fluctuations, right? Instead of you want a very steady and consistent with your air. Okay, and again, what did the tongue do? Uh, just helped us line that beginning in a very clear manner but we would not have anything without the air striking the tongue and then the air creating the body of the note, okay? Your tone, your pitch, 
all that's done with the air. And then your release. Okay, I understand when we're doing lip slurs, et cetera, a lot of this material is slurred uh, in which we are going to, well, we, we'll talk about how we're going to use our air uh, to sort of hit those pitches above or below our partials. Okay, uh, but know that uh, there is, well, if you have just a single note, right, being played, there's an end to that as well. Now that end, most of the time, right, 99.9% .9 of the time is done with the air or should be done with the air. Uh, only in certain circumstances uh, should the tongue actually stop our note. Okay, what the tongue is utilized for is to begin the note, to initialize the note, right, uh, with the air. But then the air is the body, the air is the end. The tongue does very little to do anything to produce our sound, right? The only thing it does is sort of, uh, excuse me, is sort of give us uh, a point of reference in time to begin this process, right? <clears throat> And again, that's very important uh, to think about, okay? And uh, for instance, when we're playing, okay, here's another great lip slur, air slur exercise you can use, okay? Utilizing the partials uh, just below that concert B flat and concert F uh, partial, using the concert F and concert B flat partial. <laughs> Now, things that I did here, okay, I did attack uh, my first note in the sequence. I attacked it on the concert F, and then I attacked it on the first concert E that I played. Uh, but the air, okay, being manipulated through these partials, okay, has to be uh, more exact now because the partials are more open. Now, you should be thinking your, or you should be thinking uh, of your air use, okay, when you're playing. You shouldn't just be mindlessly blowing, okay? We need to think about what it takes to produce the best sound and best tone possible through each partial, okay? To get a great sounding uh, pedal B flat, right, or, or low, uh, B flat or C uh, for your instrument, okay, that's going to require a different airstream than the concert uh, B flat or C uh, for you three octaves higher, okay? Um, it's just, it, 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 re it requires a different placement of air, and that's what we're going to talk about here. Okay, so uh, with the last example that I played utilizing the lower F and B flat partials, I'm thinking about my air in a few different ways. I'm initializing the air with a T, a T articulation. Okay, uh, this is very important. I believe there are, uh, well, three basic articulation uh, letters to begin your, uh, your notes with, rather. Okay, so T, D, as in dog, or delta, and L. Okay, now uh, what the D is, it's a soft tongue. The T, as in Tom, is a hard uh, articulation. Um, and the L is for legato playing. Okay, now with these three 
uh, T, D, and L beginnings, we have these different air placement uh, words as well. Okay, so we have E, A, and O. So T, D, L, E, A, O. Uh, and I wish I had a little virtual screen here. That'd be cool. But you can draw pathways, okay, to each of these different uh, uses. Okay, so you can say T, ta, to, D, da, do, or li, la, lo, right? All of these are great articulations that you should be using. And again, you should be using one of these articulations, uh, depending on if you're playing something uh, very harsh, right? Um, very soft, very legato for playing a ballad. Maybe you should utilize more of these soft and legato tonguing, okay? But if you're trying to be very clean, right? Maybe utilize the uh, hard articulation or the T or ta or toe, for instance. And so that's what I'm beginning my notes with. It's ta or T, okay? And then from here, since we're slurring down, we can use the other airspeed, okay? Uh, so for instance, if we're on ta, right? Uh, the airspeed below ta is O. And so it's Ta -o -a -o -a is what I'm literally uh, envisioning my air um, doing. And what I'm saying as well, sort of uh, while I'm playing, uh, as I'm buzzing, okay? So first I'll play my F, get my pitch reference. What I'm actually doing in the mouthpiece, right? Oh, 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 hopefully you can hear that opening, right? And that is going to create that B flat, that pitch. I was slurring down a fourth instead of a fifth. Um, but that is what is going to initiate that opening for that bottom partial. Okay, uh, and same when we are going back up. O, ah, O, ah. And if we're starting on the partial above it, okay, maybe think about ah to E. If that is uh, what makes the best sound on the instrument for you, okay? And again, it might be O to A uh, at this range for you, but here's another instance of A to E. Okay, again, articulating that first note uh, to get us started into our air slurs. And again, uh, why do we call them air slurs? Well, uh, the tongue is doing very little, or the lips, rather. Uh, what is doing the majority of the work when we are slurring? It is the air, okay? If we have poor air, uh, oftentimes uh, I have students uh, or I hear uh, individuals, okay, that don't have as clean uh, partial breaks, okay? It might sound like, 
they're trying to play. Maybe this exercise. Okay, you might hear. Okay, you hear those those in between partials when they're breaking. Okay, um, and even even myself. Okay, on on some days we'll we'll approach the horn first uh, and not have these clean breaks. Well, that tells me, hey, I'm not you know utilizing my air uh, correctly. Okay, so what do you need to do to have these clean partial breaks? Well, it's thinking of uh, these air speeds, okay? And always changing your air speeds if you're approaching a different partial, for instance. Um, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, e, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, e, ah, oh, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, e, ah, oh, 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 okay? That's one possible manipulation, okay? And again, I believe that for each player, it's important for you guys to try these different air speeds on your instrument, depending on which partial, which the range that you're playing on, to find how can I get my whichever note to sound the best? Is it playing with an E uh, airspeed? Is it playing with an ah airspeed? Okay. Um, and again, what we're doing when we're changing that O, uh, ah, E is we're changing the cavity in our mouth and throat. Okay. We're, we're manipulating the chamber. O is very open. Ah, E. Uh, if you say that the top of your tongue actually rises, so O, very open, ah, E, ah, O, ah, E. And the air is blowing consistently through that, right? And the, the embouchure uh, is doing what it naturally does. Okay, but again, I believe the focus with lip slurs should be focused well, on air. The majority of the work is done by the air and not by the lips. And I think if students can approach lip slurs uh, in this fashion, it'll start to click, right? And then they can actually create their own exercises from here, uh, depending on where they are at on their instrument, right? Maybe, um, you your highest note is that top b flat well that's great okay that that is absolutely great you can work up to that next partial right by doing a, a very similar exercise in c okay uh if in, in stretching up as well as going down you know like i said um when we work down with our air slurs or lip slurs the partials are more open Okay, so it's a bit more difficult to get those breaks uh, and notes to speak uh, as clean as some of the upper partials because those are closer uh, together. But each have their own can of worms. Okay, but as long as you're thinking about your air, okay, and your air speed, uh, it will help you along the way. Hey, Mike, have you ever thought about your air uh, when doing lip slurs before? Absolutely. I don't I don't know how anybody could really do lip slurs properly without 
that fast, consistent air that you, uh, you're talking about. And when right. I hear you do those techniques, I hear the fullness of your tone. It's open. It doesn't sound forced. So I know you take a lot of time to work on proper technique, proper air, because it's clean. It's clean. And the one thing I, when I hear trombone players, I can tell if they're doing them or not because it sounds, you can hear a struggle for some reason in trombones. You can hear that struggle very easy yes. if they're not putting in the time on this. Um, we did have a question. Um, are there any popular methods uh, or method books or anything like that out there that, um, that maybe they could look into to uh, see different exercises. But I do like the fact you mentioned making your own exercises, but are there any popular ones out there they could look up? Oh man, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I recommend every uh, trombone player to have a, co a copy of the Arvin's method. Uh, it's on my shelf, uh, on my bookshelf here. Um, and it should be on my trombone stand right now. Uh, but. In, in the Arvin's method, okay, you will find scale studies, okay, uh, as well as different Lipsler exercises uh, to practice on your instrument, yeah, as well as I said, just going in between two partials, right, um, and as well as creating your own. I believe those are some of the, the most beneficial ways of practicing, right, reading, understanding, uh, as well as creating. Mm. Awesome answer. Arbin is definitely the way to go. <laughs> and whether you're a trumpet player, trombone, I mean, really, really right. get into that book. You know, baritone. It absolutely. It you name it. Any brass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So definitely do that. You know, Professor, uh, you have given us some great information. Um, you you played your horn for us so we can actually hear you demonstrate the technique. And I know it's powerful for people to go back into our archives and check out these. You know, maybe you want to go back and practice along and play the technique with uh, Professor Tyler again. All you have to do, go to our website, www.clearwaterjazz.com slash education outreach. You know, check out those those uh, free and I'm going to stress that again, free sessions um, of not just his sessions, but, you know, many of the wonderful educators we have here that's given us great knowledge. Um, so pull out that pen and pad, pull out your horn and enjoy that great uh, education content. Now, we love to hear back from all our listeners and everyone who view um, the podcast and in the sessions that's live. So we would love to hear um, back, get some feedback, whether you have a future topic you want to suggest for us, or you just want to let us know how we're doing. Just go email us at info at clearwaterjazz.com. We would love to hear back from our faithful listeners. So don't forget to spread the word, share with everybody, whether you're a seasoned, seasoned uh, musician or a beginner, everyone can learn something from everybody. Until then, I'm your guest host, Michael Canodal. This has been Tyler Workman with us today. And until next time, keep it swinging, everybody. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Clearwater Jazz Holidays, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Thank you to our friends at Marine Max Clearwater for helping to present this podcast series. To learn more about the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Annual Festival tradition, other special events throughout the year, and our year-round education and outreach, please visit clearwaterjazz.com.